Hey, welcome to International Solidarity Movement Podcast. يلا اهلا وسهلا بكم في اذاعه حاكه التضامن الدوليه فلسطين. Hey, and welcome to the third episode of the ISM podcast. My name's Tom. And I'm really glad to welcome our guest, Sammy Hirani, who's a really inspiring youth organiser from Atwani in the South Hebron Hills. He's part of a group called Youth of Samud. Samud is an Arabic word meaning steadfastness, and it's a really central concept in the Palestinian popular struggle against the occupation. Sammy's from the South Hebron Hills, which is a rural, sparsely populated area in the south of the West Bank. It's incredibly beautiful but subject to intense violence from the Israeli army and colonists. I first met Sami in 2018, when Youth of Samud were first becoming active. Youth organisers had decided they'd had enough of watching the occupation taking more and more of their land. They decided to try and take some of it back. They did this by starting to renovate caves in the village of Sarura and establishing a community centre there in order to re-establish a Palestinian presence in the area. Youth of Samud had a lot of success in Sarura, but they were also met with intense repression. Sami has been in prison for his organising and been hospitalised by the violence of the settlers, but Youth of Samud refuses to be intimidated. Right now in the South Hebron Hills, the Israeli occupation is preparing to evict the residents of the villages of Masafayata, something that has been being planned for decades. Residents have been resisting the evictions in the courts for more than 20 years. But in July 2022, the Israeli Supreme Court ruled that the evictions could go ahead. Since then, local people have been standing their ground in the face of massively increased pressure from the Israeli state, which includes demolitions of houses and schools. The international solidarity movement is supporting the resistance of the people in Mazafayata and is calling for international volunteers to join the struggle there. We spoke to Sami last December about what people are doing to survive in the face of the occupation's policies and about what drew him to organising particularly with youth. Okay, so we're here with Sami from Youth of Samud and that's an organisation based in Muzaffayata in the South Airborne Hills. Um, but right now we're waiting outside uh, Ofa Military Prison close to Ramallah for a comrade from uh, Atwani to be released from prison and uh, we thought we'd take the opportunity to to do an interview about about youth of Samud. So Sammy could you could you introduce yourself and well first of all maybe could you explain like the pressure that people face from the occupation in the South Hebron Hills and particularly the current situation in Muzaffayata if that would be okay. Yes, and sure. thanks a lot for, for talking to us. Yeah, and uh, thank you for being here with us today and uh, for this interview. Okay, uh, so I am Sami Hirani. I am an uh, activist from Masafriyatta. I'm 25 years old. Uh, I was raised up in, uh, and born in Masafriyatta in uh, a family, like a very struggler family against occupation. Uh, starting from my grandmother, which is a uh, refugees in uh, 1948, and then to my father and my grandmother when she was uh, evicted from her land in 48, uh, coming to Musafriyatta, growing up her family and raising up her family in uh, very awareness uh, to raise awareness of the situation and uh, to continue to be involved in this struggle against the occupation. So uh, my father and my uncles were all in the same path she did, uh, resisting and struggling the occupation, 
she was supported for my dad's uh, choice in Masafar uh, Yatta in the beginning of the 2000 uh, to support uh, him in the choice of nonviolent resistance against the occupation. Moving forward to, like, she was also joining the protest he was organizing and uh, all the, the those efforts he was uh, doing and continue to encourage him. So, uh, as well as my dad was the leader, I grew up in this family and me personally, so I am going on in the same path uh, to continue this uh, resistance and this struggle uh, in the, against the occupation, uh, despite all this aggression and daily harassment and violence and aggression we live and we face from this occupation, we need to continue to resist and struggle. You were involved in establishing a group called Youth of Samud. Could you tell us um, about that group and, and why you decided specifically to organise as youth uh, in the South of, in, in Muzafiyata? Uh, yeah, I am the coordinator of a small local youth group from Muzafiyata called Youth of Samud. Our group was established in 2017. Uh, our group was established after an activity called Sumud Freedom Camp, where we all, as an activist, started to go back and to live in an evicted Palestinian village in Masafariyatta called Sarura. But uh, we, as youth, we saw like, يعني, step by step, like we start to see a few people uh, start to be present. So we start to have internal discussion uh, that we would like to continue to live this village and to go on with activity of Sumud Freedom Camp, rehabilitating the caves, rehabilitating the life in the village, encouraging families who were evicted from the village due to settler violence and Israeli military harassment. So to encourage the people yeah, who were evicted to come back to their land, to their villages. And since then, we, yeah, as we expected when everyone went, went and uh, after some months, so we remain there, we continue with the idea, and step by step we called ourselves Youth of Samud. And also we wanted to practice our uh, activism and our role in our community, led by our decision, by our uh, determination. So we started to say that we are here to uh, يعني, to, to move on uh, from a new generation perspective, not to continue following the lead of the يعني, or being held by the old generation so we can be independent in our work and in our uh, struggle and really to occupy this youth energy against occupation from you know yes youth perspective then we started moving on from sarura to uh, other activities like uh, with the children and the shabata company with international uh, activists then we started to move on uh, stop uh, step by step to uh, involve and to get involved in more and more uh, with act- organizing protests and activism. Just about Youth of Samud, and uh, I wanted to ask you about that name, Youth of uh, Samud, because that, that word is really important in Palestine, but people listening, they probably won't understand what it means. So, yeah. why did you choose this name, and what, what does it mean? What was the concept of? of uh, yeah. Samud, uh, steadfastness in Palestine. Yeah, good question. Yeah, Samud means in Palestine, uh, exactly. Samud means steadfastness. Steadfastness means uh, resilience, means resistance. Uh, we have, like, uh, it's a very known word in Palestine, which is the Samud. And uh, we are also in yani, youth of Samud, strong youth, very powerful youth. Uh, 
because يعني especially with what we lived and we have we, what we faced in Sarumra due to the occupation harassment wasn't something easy. We were beaten, we were attacked, we were arrested, we were imprisoned in order to uh, evict us from the place and from the land and this didn't succeed and that is what's the meaning of Sumud. Despite all this violence, despite all this craziness, you are continue to resist and never giving up. This is meanings of Sumud. So this is this is a term which um which existed before the group, right? It's a term which is really important for Palestinian resistance. That's very true. Yeah, the Palestinians have been doing a lot of great stories of Samud and steadfastness in front of this occupation since uh, more than since 48, you know, we are continuing until today to steadfast, to struggle and never giving up. And what were the difficulties that you faced in organizing the youth? Um, was it easy for people to be involved? And what was the obstacles that you, you encountered? It's uh, not easy work uh, because we are facing so many challenges and threats by, by the Israeli occupation that since the beginning of creating our group, we were fighting hardly. We had the army coming, raiding us in the midnight, uh, taking us to interrogations, to in the end of this interrogation is threatening us to stop uh, us from what we are doing. And we're still in the beginning of the idea. So in the end of the interrogation, a lot of guys were interrogated, uh, even minors, because, okay, in the end, why what you are doing there is causing to you troubles. If you continue to be there, you will be in prison. Uh, go home, don't stay there, blah, blah, blah. In, in Sarura, that means there. There was like really so many challenges and even uh, yani, this is the occupation uh, side which wanted uh, don't want any movement from going on. And additionally to that, we have the also internally, which is uh, very difficult sometimes because it is also people have commitments. You need uh, people to be committed 24 hours, but we tried and we had some challenges of university and schools. Uh, to make this continue to happen because our goal in Sarura to maintain 24-hour presence. So uh, we started really hardly in the beginning gathering all the guys together, but in the end we managed to succeed to go out with a proper plan how when someone have lectures in school, the others can cover, people stay for nights and some people stay for day. And so in this way we could manage to continue this uh, presence and to continue to the idea to move on with, uh, you know, even sometimes families scared for their children because, as I told you, like I was personally ran over by settlers' uh, quad. Uh, this is also make families scared for their kids, but also this is to prevent us from really uh, having the group uh, existing and having the group continuing and working uh, there and uh, reaching to where we are now uh, more and more involved in uh, in the in the political situation. When you were run over by the settlers, was that at Sarora, at the village that you were yeah, uh, trying to bring people back to? Yeah, like uh, it <clears throat> happened in Sarora during our uh, working program we were organizing, we were having like uh, building a toilet for uh, a cave uh, which belonged to a family. What's well, like one of the uh, things we are doing is to build and to plant the land and to really recreate a total life in an evicted place in order to get encouraged people to get back. So during this activity, yeah, I was run over by settlers from Habat Ma'on with the quad. 
uh, it feels like uh, targeting uh, also me personally as my role was appearing in, in the group so they really uh, wanted to target me and hate me so yeah that's what they did I was not able to work for months and for that and you think they targeted you because you were an organizer in the group yeah yeah for my role and for my you know I was appearing appearing lot in my role and my work there and have people faced prison also for for their organizing for sure yeah. I mean this is uh, something uh, if you are activist in Palestine something you will have to uh, experience it which is prison also me personally during Sarura I was in prison based on pressure from settlers to the military there was also my colleagues in the group most of them also were in prison and for interrogation because of uh, being and working in Sarura and resisting in there because the main goal was there to maintain presence in order to stop settlement expansion because Sarura is very close to Havat Ma'on and presence and uh, of people there, it is uh, the best way for stopping the settlement from expansion. And so they were trying to all the time do all the ways, prison and whatever to, pay, to pull us out from there. And uh, beside, you know, all this, we, and the main goal, we went to in that place because there was also settler strange movement around that land and that area in that period uh, where we moved us to go there. And the settlers in the area, um, can you say a little bit about them? They're, they're a particularly violent group of settlers, right? Yeah. We have like really very violent settlers in the South Hebron Hills and especially where uh, Sarura and Tuani, Sarura is where, is where I come from, where is my village. Uh, Sarura and Tuani are next to Havat Ma'un uh, outpost which is known in the area one of the most uh, violent uh, settlers in the area uh, which is they are organizing a lot of activity of violent and criminal activity against us in there we talk about uh, attacking shepherds with sticks and with stones by slime shot with the uh, uh, yes uh, with slime shot we talk about burning fields destroying olive trees attacking kids of going to school we are talking about stabbing people, uh, a cousin of uh, a colleague in our group uh, was stabbed by settlers from Habat Ma'on from his way from Tuba to Tuani. We have poisoning of water wells that uh, where we gather water in Sabriyatta in these wells in the ground, settler came and poisoned them, poisoning the fields of the grazing area where our uh, shepherds go. Uh, we are in Sabriyatta very known with grazing and with uh, planting the land so settlers for grazing they throw a lot of uh, poisoned uh, wheat seeds and uh, barley seeds so sheep will eat them and die and also uh, we talk about uh, yani, yeah we talk about burning fields where people after uh, a long time harvesting and gathering their fields their crops they come and burn them or burn the cave like what happened in Sarura destroying cars for us I mean, attacking kids, I said to you, like there was last September in 2021, settlers made a big violent attack in Mufaggara, attacking people, kids, a small child, his skull was fractured. We talk about uh, something you can't really imagine, all these acts done by settlers, and who helped the settlers to continue moving on with these uh, criminal programs is the Israeli soldiers and police, because 
they give them the full protection and immunity to, to do all these criminal attacks when they don't face any a, a consequences or judgment for the acts they do they just continue to be more and more professional in this in this violent and this criminal attack this is continue to confirm to everyone that what's happening here cooperation between Israeli settler and military and police in order to kick Palestinian out from their land to ethnically cleans Palestinian from their land and to yani, confiscate Palestinian land. What we see in Masafariyatta, there is settlement even inside what the military has, uh, what they so-called uh, firing zone 918. And this settlement and this settler face no consequences. But the one, the only one face, face consequences is Palestinian. We have a new settlement expansion in the firing zone. They face no consequences, they face no threat of demolition. So this is confirmed that the main goal of evicting villages in Masafariyatta under the title of firing zone is to kick us out and then give the land to the settler. So big settler colonization, colonial project of Palestinian land here happening, full cooperation between military and between settlers to kick out Palestinians, to put settlers to delete our identity from this land after evicting us. And so you talked about the evictions going on from and then the demolitions going on inside the firing zone. And just yesterday there were confiscations of of tents and, and demolitions which happened. And just this year the the court ruled that there was no legal barrier to the eviction of villages inside the firing zone. Is that right? Um, no, like the thing, what's what's happening in Masafariyatta that 40 years ago, more than 40 years ago, Israeli authorities has designated the, the area as a firing zone area to train the Israeli military. This is the excuse they found to target our land where we live, exactly. Uh, so all the villages in Masafariyatta live inside the what designated as a firing zone area, which we are living here in this land and uh, for decades, with peacefully and uh, with a beautiful life. But then when the Israeli military came and with these military rules and with the settlement in the beginning of the 80s as well, the life started to turn upside down from the, the ongoing demolition, from the ongoing harassment, preventing any main services of, of life to access to, to us. So the main goal really between these two, like what's the, why the goal is this? Because they wanted to make environment of forcible transfer, for forcible transfer for our people to leave the land. It, this didn't work. So in the, in the 99, there was the first crime of eviction and demolishing in Masafariyatta, where the Israeli military trucks and forces started to raid the villages, demolishing home, transporting people with their properties, and throwing them out from the area close to the city of Yat in the south of Berlin. When this uh, didn't work because they were evicting people, people were coming back in the same day, in the same night, uh, digging their caves again that the military has demolished to live inside them. So all the area was evicted in that time. But by uh, the beginning of 2000, because of so many uh, activism and uh, struggle and pressure, there was a decision by the Israeli court that Palestinians are allowed to go back to their land and to their villages. But it is a temporary decision, will continue to be a temporary decision until a new decision will come and cancel it. So since the 2000 until May 2022, we were in courts, in the Israeli courts, facing and judging and dif having different court sessions and court hearing in order to uh, against the eviction. But since 
the same decision in the twin in 2000 came out in May 2022 is the eviction again so this is confirmed that uh, the Israeli because Palestinian bring the ownership of the land uh, in Sabriyatta Palestinian brought all the proofs and testimony and the testimony of the ownership of the land and of the history of living that place from uh, shop uh, registrations and other examples this all was brought to the court but all this was thrown into the garbage because the head of the court also was a settler so in the end the decision of eviction was again and now the, de- the eviction decision is saying now for eight villages but that is a big lie because if the eviction take place for eight villages will take place for others that are not mentioned decision because when it happened it happened and as I said, settlement is existing, they are not facing anything. Yesterday, in Masaf Riyata, there was the demolishing and confiscation of tents in Khalt al-Dabr, for example. Khalt al-Dabr, one of the eight villages, which now have demolishing order for all the structures and everything there. So now they are using the, the policy of demolishing stuff step by step, which is they don't want to make the same way they used in the 99 which is carrying people in trucks they now want to use demolishing homelessing people make people without home and not allowed to have any shelter and then people will go away that's the israeli plan but on the other hand we as an activist we started also trying to organize some i don't know small initiative on the ground now because uh, invest investing in the caves of renovation the, the renovation of the caves so they will be plan B if demolition carried out but this is not a solution because the eviction will continue to run after our people so we need a really serious solution for this and which is to stop the eviction stop the occupation racist policy again Palestinian because if it succeed to happen in Masafariyatta then it will succeed to happen in a lot of places because in this century where we are living which is all the international law international law exists and the international law and the international community eyes are open to the situation israel is brave to do this because of the hypocrisy of the international law maybe israel was sure that the international law will not do anything so that is also a big problem we are facing we are facing a war crime in our land which is considered this is a war crime by uh, for the four of geneva convention and we don't see any really serious acts against this by the international community which is making us all really upset and angry and this is confirmed the hypocrisy of the international law towards palestinian cause and palestinian rights can you explain the the work you're doing as youth of samud and as, as people in mazafayata to to resist at the moment and also what would you need from people from outside in terms of support to uh, support your resistance yeah, in Masafriyatta, yani, we really call upon everyone yani, to come down to Masafriyatta, to spend solidarity in Masafriyatta. We have really so many different spots now. We have the village of Khaltadabriya, we have Spai school that was also recently demolished. We have schools now will be demolished in Al-Fakhit, in Jimba. We are having a big problem that we need also people to be here in the ground with us to support our to support us to support our work to join our work to resist this occupation to bring uh, to help us to trans to transfer our message from of the reality of what we are living on the ground and to really to help us to stop this eviction from happening we ask everyone abroad to visit to talk to contact to his elected person in the parliament, in the in the government to put pressure on them to take act for Masafar Yatta to put more pressure on the Israeli government to stop this from uh, from happening 
And really, everyone should uh, get involved in the ground. Besides this, to join PDS to put more sanction and uh, in, in Israel because Israel, without facing any sanction, without any boycott, Israel will just continue to do whatever it wants without considering taking in consideration any international law or an international agreement in this settler colonial project of Palestine that Israel is doing. So we need really immediate act right now from people to do and to have. And we have really a lot of activities people can come and help us with. They can join us with the protests. They can join us with working program where we are organizing to support our people, to document, to be there, to help us to defend when bulldozers come and we have so many things people can join and participate and we call upon everyone to come here, to be here, to work and help us here in resisting this war crime that is happening. Okay, and just a final question, like, um, so you've been involved in youth organizing now for five years? Yeah. And I wondered if you could share some successes of, of the youth organizing that you've done in, 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 in Muzaffayata over those years. It's important to be organizing by, by youth because we are living in a community which is always preferred to be led by all generation, which is will give you not give you the space that you will decide what you want to do and the way you want to resist or the way you want to act and anything. Uh, so we want to go out from being all the time linked to this old generation that we will have our own uh, space we, where we can, through our collective, take our own decision from youth perspective. And with the new generation, with the new vision, not to be st uh, stuck to the same vision that they have or anything you want to ask them or to be involved with them. So we took this space. So we have our own decision in what we want to do. We'll not wait anyone to tell us what to do. We, we started to do this work because we believe now youth have more energy than our generation. We want to occupy this energy on the field itself. We are, we are يعني, really able to handle so many things by really youth has so many energy. That's the main thing we had and we have. So from, from this point, we wanted to do all this activity really more fastly not to be waiting and maybe not now tomorrow no we take our decision we do stuff now this is as a first motivation point for me as a personal uh, level why we wanted this to be led by youth why this is should be all the time by by youth so yeah i would say that and we were happy to cooperate with them with, with the old generation that's main, mainly what is the the fact that we and the main point for me, we are happy to work with them, to cooperate in, in things, not to fight, not to be against each other, but also we want to have our own body, our own choice, decision to take, to work, our work, working uh, space, because also we want to be uh, independent. And do you work with other youth organizers around Palestine also? Yeah, we started with the Alt of Samu to do Alt of Connection with different youth groups in Hebron, in Bethlehem, in Ramallah, Northwest Jerusalem, Nablus. We want we started to build like this networking and doing uh, different activities together, like go and do activities in North Northwest Jerusalem and invite them to Masafriyatta, the same to do activity with children, with activists, with youth. Was like a lot of youth exchange activities we have done and we are doing and doing a really good uh, and um, in those years of youth organizing can you can you pick out like have you had some successes like are, are there moments where you think where you thought that you're being effective and successful 
يعني we had a lot of يعني efforts and things we did and we are happy that at least we are doing all these efforts towards occupation to support the Samud of our people and that is something we are happy to say that we are proud that we managed and we succeed to do this because all our activities we were doing mainly aiming to really continue to support the Samud of our people in all levels I mean logistically uh, also with some intellectual lectures with lawyers with so many different things of raising awareness all this stuff we were very proud of it as a step in the ground we were very happy and proud of launching campaign like Fazza with joining uh, olive harvest farmers in different places in the whole west bank against settler violence in order to continue to encourage people to go to their land despite of the violence they see so the people connection to the land won't be weak so we want to continue to support it even with the violence of the settler and etc we have a lot of campaigns we have launched online and we were very proud that we are doing all this work to raise awareness to ask people to take actions so we have defend masafariyatta defend racism and moving on with so many campaigns and the other thing we have like we see that The work we are doing is getting audience. Like we started with also a few uh, people uh, listening and watching to what we do. But we see now a lot of people are following us and our work, especially in social media. We now have about 7,000 followers in our account and this stuff. This also means that we are kind of having our place, our own uh, seat and our own work, which is we are very happy and we are very proud about and very proud of. I'm moving on with other activities and I see now like the recent project of renovation of caves I'm so happy about it because we as it of Samoa started in 2017 from the caves and now we are continuing it it's a heritage we need to protect it and we need and now with the political situation we are starting to tell people we need to, re- to renovate the caves because they are heritage thing and also for political reason that now if eviction happen they will be the emergency spot where you will people take it as a shelter to live inside it again and people were very excited and happy to go back to this one. Well, there's, there's some amazing organizing that, that's been going on over the years and um, if people want to know more about uh, Youth of Samud and the, the campaign, the solidarity with, with Muzafiyata, that you can look at the Save Muzafiyata website. We're here volunteering with the International Solidarity Movement who support and work with the people from Youth of Samud and in Muzafiyata Uh, and you can take a look at our website, powersolidarity.org. But yeah, is there anything else you wanted to add, Sammy? Yes, and I'm sorry that I forget this point, and which is uh, thanks for ISM, for all the organizing and the work and the effort they're doing, representing the international solidarity support in solidarity in Palestine, because what something also on a personal level, very, very important when my dad was attacked and imprisoned in September, and jailed how much the international presence was important as a testimony and as a documenter for the attack that happened to my dad which has saved him from years and years of prison when the activists from ISM had recorded a video 23 minutes showing the whole incident when Sattler attacked my dad even he was attacked my dad was in prison and Sattler said my dad attacked them but the video of the ISM guy saved him from prison for lo- for life and for all the work of defending Masafariyat the ISM is doing for all this time is very important with us and really supporting our work there so much we ask everyone to yeah 
to be connected with ISM, to follow and to connect and come here, inshallah, and to see all of you and to get more involved in resistance here and supporting Palestinians. Oh, thank you so much for, for talking to us. Oh, no.